Debt, fear, relationships, the children, your health, work. When you want to give up and you need courage to continue, take heart and stay tuned as RJ Jackson writes her signature message of hope on your heart. You don't have to live where you're dying and you don't have to die where you're living. Like every show of Conversations on Courage, you'll be informed, inspired, and encouraged to find the courage you need to succeed at home, work, and in your business. Get your pen and paper. You'll want to take notes. And now, your host, R.J. Jackson, The Courage Giver. Hey, now, happy Tuesday. And welcome back to the table. You talk about authentic, down-to-earth conversation. (laughs) Well, we had one last week. As in every week, today is no exception. We got lots for you to talk about today. We have opportunities, encouragement, and inspiration that will cause transformation in your situation. Yes, we have lots more in store just for you. Matter of fact, we get to sit at the table together today as I share with you my journey, a part of my story, and, of course, the information you need to succeed by taking a risk with confidence. Hi, this is Miriam Ali, and you're listening to Conversations on Courage with your host, R.J. Jackson, The Courage Giver. Well, welcome everybody to Conversations on Courage. It is me, your girl, your host for today, as always, R.J. Jackson, The Courage Giver. (laughs) So excited about this day and the opportunity to spend some time with you and encourage your heart and remind you that there's greatness inside of you. Hmm. You know what I say, the world awaits your greatness. So thanks for showing up today. I am honored, super honored that you want to spend a little time with me. And I'm going to tell you like Elizabeth Taylor told husband number nine, listen, I'm not going to be before you long today, but while we're together, you can count on it. We're going to have a good time. So it's my time to shine on the first of every month. The broadcast is dedicated to me pouring into your heart, answering your questions, and inspiring you to take a risk with confidence. So today as I share, I'm going to our Facebook page, girl, I'm working on it too. (laughs) because isn't it true, like, we're all working on what it is that we're supposed to be doing. Like, even if you're taking a break, you're still working on it. And so we want to encourage you to remind you, and yes, it's true, the struggle is real, but you are not alone. There are people who want to walk alongside of you, get up underneath you, girl, push you into your greatness. So we're just here to remind you. You're not alone. When I say she is supported, girl, I'm talking about you. But why is it that we, especially as women, seem like or feel like that nobody cares and 
we're not supported? Well, one of the reasons is because we don't open up. We're not transparent. We're not vulnerable. We don't share. We try to just act like we're superwoman. We got that S on our chest. But listen, the S, when you're trying to do this thing alone, is not for super. It really is a stupid because that's a stupid idea to try to do this thing alone. We're created for connection. We are our sister's keeper. And so it's time that we as women give each other the opportunity to be the sister's keeper. We keep people from getting close to us, from helping us, because we have that George Lopez attitude. I got this. <laughs> you know, we're always like, I got this. Girl, you ain't got nothing if you're trying to do it by yourself because that's not how God intended for it to be. But listen, I am not trying to go there today. I'm going straight to, girl, I'm working on it too. I'm going to try and answer at least two or three of the questions that were in the group for me today and want to say thank you and shout out to everyone who sent out the questions. I know I don't always get to your questions here on the first of the month, but I do my best throughout the group to answer that which you are asking of me. So let's go ahead and get with the first question. And this question, whoa, this is like a loaded question. I don't know. I think this might be the only question that I get to answer today. <laughs> Woo. All right, so let me tell you what the question is. And the question comes from Nancy from Pomona, California. And she says, as a vegan, I know eating can be challenging. So what are your favorite things to eat? All right, let's chop that up because there's a lot of meat that I don't eat in that question. (laughs) So I'm going to pile it up for you today because I get a lot of questions and I even get a lot of pushback for being vegan. And I think most of the pushback is because people don't understand what being vegan actually means. And for most people, it intimidates them. And people literally get mad at me because I don't eat what they eat. Now, I think that's the craziest thing in the world to tell somebody to be you and then get mad because they're willing to do just that. So let's talk about being vegan, me as a vegan, what I eat, and what I enjoy eating the most. So what is vegan? So when we talk about being vegan in terms of eating, and that's the only direction I'm going to go in today because it would take forever. So when it comes to being vegan in terms or a relationship to eating, being vegan simply means that you as a vegan, and I'm going to say me as a vegan, do not eat any product that contains any animal or animal byproduct, okay? So no animal product, no animal byproduct. 
And what do we mean by animal byproduct? Because I think it's very clear when we say animal product. Well, perhaps not. So let me just break that down because some people seriously think if they don't eat meat, they're vegan. No. I'm sorry. It don't work that way. (laughs) Perhaps if you don't eat meat, you might be vegetarian, but it doesn't mean you're vegan. So when we say any animal, so that means you're not having no chicken wings, you're not eating no pork chops, okay? That's animal. So you, you know that's clear. So that's why some people think, hey, if I don't eat meat, I'm vegan. Not true. All right. So what is animal byproduct? And this is the part we miss because most people think, well, byproduct is I don't eat eggs. So I don't eat, eat I don't, if I don't eat meat and I don't eat eggs, that means I'm vegan. No, that's not true either. All right? So you might be vegetarian, but you're not vegan. Vegan says you don't eat any animal or any animal byproduct, which means anything that contains any part, portion, or byproduct of the animal, you don't eat. And in America, in 98.222% of our food, and I just made that number up, by the way, (laughs) there's animal byproduct. There's some part of the animal in most of our food. And so as you can imagine, being vegan means you're like checking everything. You're looking at every label to see what is this made of. And so to make it safe as a vegan, we typically shop on the outside of the grocery store. Now, that don't mean on the outside, outside. That means in the inside, around the perimeters, because that's where the fresh food is found. So as a vegan, we typically eat anything that's alive and not dead. So what does that mean, RJ? Well, if it's dead, it means in some form or fashion, the food has been killed. And so if the food is killed, really it doesn't have much nutritional value for you. Let me give you some examples. Anything you find in a box, for the most part, unless it's made with organic plant-based foods, it's dead. Ooh, I don't want to go too deep, okay? But for an example, cereal is dead because it's in a box. It's not made from a plant. Uh, Actually, who knows what it's made from? Who knows what anything that's in a box is made from for the most part because it has to kind of stay semi-alive, if this makes sense, for you to eat it. But really, it's already dead. It's killed. It's like not coming back to life. Sorry. (laughs) So they got to put something in the food, however, to preserve it, to make it last and have a shelf life, if that makes sense. But who knows what that is? I don't know. Matter of fact, if you read the label on most of those things, you can't even pronounce them. I can't even pronounce them um, because there's some harsh chemical that's meant to preserve the food, but it's actually killing us as people. So as a vegan, we eat live foods, plants, nuts, 
and and the sources of foods that grow because healthy things grow. Healthy things are not dead. Healthy things grow. So, okay, so I get a lot of pushback because I eat vegan. So people are always like, um, my dad, I'm going to use my dad. Oh, I love that man. I miss him so dearly. But my dad used to say, I'm not going to eat that beacon food, that beacon food. And I go, um, dad, vegan with a V. I don't care what it is, that rabbit food. <laughs> well, he had one thing right when he considered it rabbit food because it was alive. And so what he knew is it had something to do with vegetables, plants right? That's the way it's intended for us to eat. I don't give anybody a hard time about what they eat. I don't lecture you while you're eating. I don't tell you you shouldn't eat that. What I do, if you ask me a question, is I give you the information that I have that could possibly cause transformation in your situation if you're willing to take it into consideration, do some research on your own, and see what works best for you. Because when I say do you, boo, oh, listen, girl, that's exactly what I mean. Do you, boo. You too, man. (laughs) So it's, it's just not necessary to judge folks and to tell folks that what they do is right or wrong. You have to know why you do what you do, no matter what it is. And I know why I do what I do when it comes to eating. I made a statement uh, a while back that I wanted to see my grandson, King Noah, get his college degree. And in order for that to happen, I had to be around. And I didn't just want to be around. I wanted to be around. I wanted to be alive. I wanted to be kicking. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> he's five. I'm already, you know, past 50. So there's some like, hmm, how's that going to work out? Well, it's going to work out just fine because I'm going to take care of me. And by taking care of me, I'm going to watch what I put in my body. I'm going to make sure I do the things that are proper to keep my body functioning. That's what I can do. So eating is a part of that. And when it comes to eating, I want to make sure my cholesterol is good. I want to make sure my blood pressure is good. I want to make sure that my digestive system is good. And one way I can do that is watch what I put in my mouth to avoid chemicals and toxic foods or items that we consider food that are not really food. What do I mean by that? Well, let me use an example. There's a brand of chips, and I am not going to call their name, but there's a brand of chips, and they're all shaped the same way, and they come in a container. And there's nothing, absolutely nothing about that container of chips that's food. There's no potatoes. No, nothing. Uh, it's all chemical-based, sprayed, and, yeah, so addictive, nevertheless. Addictive. And why is that? Because eating is not about the content. 
for most of us, eating really is about the palate and what is flavorable to the palate. So if you get something that is flavorable to the palate, you're going to want more. And if it has salt or sugar, you're going to become addicted to it because that's the game plan. And that's been the plan forever, ever and ever. And here's the sad part about it. It's worked. So many of us are addicted to salt or sugar. And so those are items that you can find basically in almost every food that will keep us getting more, and especially in items that are not food but will trick the brain to think it is food. So why would we take something knowing that it's not food and put in our body? Like, would you eat dirt? Would you eat clay? Would you eat crayons? Probably not. But yet we go to the grocery store and we spend our money buying items that are just as toxic as those things. You know, it's funny. A couple of months ago, I did a women's workshop, and it was entitled Broken Crayons Still Color. And as part of my demonstration, I made lipstick from the crayons. And there were people in the audience, they were like, hmm, I'm not putting that on my lips. And I was like, okay, let me tell you about these crayons. They are non-toxic crayons. They have to be made like that because children play with them, and children put things in their mouth. So the regulation says these crayons have to be non-toxic. That means if the child eats them, nothing will happen to them, right? So I said, we know this about these crayons. What do you know about the lipstick that you actually buy from MAC or from Maybelline or from any other company? What do you know about that lipstick? And typically and honestly, the answer is not much. We don't know what's in those lipsticks, but yet every day we as women go and purchase lipstick and we put it on our lips. And here's the thing. Women spend the the most money buying makeup, and they don't even know what it is. And here I am trying to say, look, this is what you can take with these crayons, two ingredients, and make lipstick and wear it safely. Nope, that wasn't happening. Really, it's based out of fear. And it's crazy because we're afraid of what we don't know, but then the things that we don't know, we still do anyway. It's <laughs> like oxymoron, right? <laughs> Jumbo shrimp. <laughs> I'm just saying. So we do this with our food. We don't know what we're eating, but yet we eat it. And then I come along and I tell you, hey, here's what I'm eating. I'm eating chicken wings made from cauliflower. And what do people say? Oh, that's gross. <laughs> really? What's more gross than eating something you don't even know what it is and yet enjoying it to the fullest? Seriously? Come on now. You see, my cauliflower chicken wings taste just as good as your barbecue chicken wings. The difference, mine's is plant-based. I know exactly what ingredient is in it from start to finish mostly because I make it. (laughs) And I don't even like to cook, but I have learned that cooking is so easy when 
you're cooking vegan. Why is that? Because typically it only takes a few ingredients and you can also eat raw, meaning you don't even have to cook it. It holds its nutrients and it's flavorable to the palate. So one time I made some bacon and I used my biggest critic, my dad, (laughs) as my taste tester. And I made it and I went and I took it to him. I was like, okay, dad. And, oh, I tried to disguise it, so I put it in a plastic bag. I was like, okay, dad, uh, don't look. Just reach in the bag, grab some. He's like, oh, no, you're not going to get me to eat that beacon food. (laughs) I'm like, come on, dad, help me out. Just reach in the bag, grab a little bit, taste it, and tell me what it is. So he did. He found the courage to do so. He tasted it, and he was like, it tastes like barbecue potato chips. And I was like, okay, that's cool. That's cool. I tasted it, and I was like, it does have that little flavor to it, that little hickory flavor. I like that. So I encouraged him to taste a little bit more, and he did. And when he tasted it, he said, oh, this tastes like bacon. And I was like, bam. (laughs) That's right. You got it. That's what it is. And if the hardest critic that I know about being vegan can taste what I made and tell me that's exactly what it is, but it's not real bacon, come on now. Number one, I did pretty good in the kitchen. And number two, there's proof right there that it's about the palate and the flavoring that we're after, not necessarily the ingredients. The food industry knows that, and that's why they take what we call fillers, just stuff. And what I used to do when I did tobacco prevention in the schools, I used to share with the children how the tobacco company would use fillers to make cigarettes. And what they would do is they throw all the garbage on the floor while they're doing whatever they're doing, then they collect it up. Instead of putting it in the trash, they put it in this machine, and that became the filler for the cigarette. Well, that's what a filler is. (laughs) Food company does the same thing. The only difference is they use animal products to fill their foods with. The part of the animal you probably normally wouldn't eat, you would throw away, even if you were a meat lover like the nails on the animal, they use that. They're not wasting that. They kind of use that as a filler. So, for example, candy. And I'm I'm about to get off of this little soapbox somewhere, <laughs> and I'm going to answer Nancy's questions about my favorite foods. But I wanted to just educate you a little because sometimes we say things out of ignorance we don't know, so we make decisions based out of what we don't know. We judge other people based on what we don't know. And so information is powerful. Education is powerful. All right? So my last thought on that, I was going to tell you about candy. And most of you probably don't know this, but all candies, unless they're vegan, are made from animal bones. That's the byproduct. Think about it. Animal bones, animal skin the tongue of something. Now, I know some of you are thinking, like, that's that's not true. It is true. Check it out. Do your research, right? All right. So 
many of you would say this, and I'm, I'm going to be finished right here. Many of you, if I said to you, hey, have you ever had spider or have you ever eaten uh, frog legs, you would go, oh, that's gross, right? And why? Because something about knowing what you're eating grosses you out because it doesn't sound flavorable to the palate, to the mind, nothing. You're like, I don't want that. And I remember I was in Cambodia and I ate spider. And at first I was like, no way, I am not eating this. And this is before I became vegan. I was actually a vegetarian when I did this. I was on a mission trip and they brought all these what they call delicacies and said, oh, you guys got to try them. And one thing you don't do is you don't frown your nose up at a person's food when you're in a different culture, right? But I was like, oh, no, I can't eat that. No, no, no. <laughs> and they were like, come on, you guys, just, just try it. Just try it. I was like, oh, okay. So I tried the spider. I tried the spider. But then they brought out the cockroaches. And I was like, heck to the no. I'm sorry. That's going a little bit too far, right? I'm not doing that. Because I promise you, in order to get to our room every night, we had to run past these humongous cockroaches. And I was like not having it. I was like, oh, gross, right? Then they wanted me to eat it. Oh, no. No, no, no. So, no, I didn't go that far. But how many of you would eat a spider? Most of you would say, no way, Jose, right? I'm not eating that. If it, so if it doesn't sound appealing to the palate, you're like, I don't want that. But if you don't know those things are in your food, you can't tell me you won't, you won't eat them because you're probably eating them every day and you just don't know. Like you just don't know you're eating the, the, the toe of the, the tiger. <laughs> Sorry, guys, but I'm just keeping it real. But when you eat plant-based, you know exactly what you're eating. You're eating a plant, and plant is what God intended for us to eat. What you choose to eat, well, that's up to you. Enjoy it, because as they say, on this earth, you live this life every day, one day at a time. So make the best of it. Ask for me. And don't judge me. Well, judge me if you want to. Matter of fact, go ahead. Throw the first stone. But as for me, mm-hmm, I'm going to eat vegan. And here's what I absolutely love eating. I love pizza. <laughs> I love pizza. So I love pizza with vegan cheese and lots of veggies on top. And I also have always loved yams. They're my favorite food, whether I was vegan or not. Yams are my absolute favorite food, full of lots of nutrition, flavor. I eat it like a popsicle. I just peel it and eat it. No sugar, need it. Besides, if it's not vegan sugar, I can't eat it anyway. And that's another thing. So many people cook vegan. They say, oh, we're making, oh, these are vegan. No, they're not because you're using sugar that's not vegan, made from animal bone char. You, you have to know what it means when it says byproducts of vegan. All right, Nancy, so I've given you two pizza, yams. My third thing I love to eat that's vegan is my vegan 
cauliflower chicken wings. Barbecue is my favorite all-time, all-time flavor. And so those are three. And number four, girl, mm, okay, I'm going sweet on this one. Some of y'all might say yuck, but I absolutely L-O-V-E my vegan ice cream. And the flavor, get this, avocado lemon. And I know you're probably thinking, that's gross. Try it before you knock it. It's the bomb.com. Love it. <laughs> love it. And more than anything, I love life. I love living. I love taking care of me. And I love being me. And that's what confidence will do for you. It will allow you to accept who you are, regardless of what people think about you. Hey, Nancy from Pomona. Girl, whoo, that was a mouthful. Thanks for asking your question about me being vegan. Yes, it is challenging, but it's well worth it, and I wouldn't change it for nothing in the world. I hope you've learned something new today from me, your host, RJ Jackson, the Courage Giver, and I hope you've learned something about me. I'd love to know, are you vegan? Are you considering being vegan? Are you afraid to be vegan? What are your thoughts about being vegan? Let us know in the comments. Send us a message or connect with us in our Facebook group, Girl, I'm Working On It Too. I've had an enjoyable time. I'm so full. (laughs) I'm grateful for this opportunity to share with you information that can cause transformation in your situation. Have the cares of this life seemingly choked the life out of you? Are you wanting or needing to start over after being hit hard in life? If so, R.J. Jackson, the Courage Giver, wants you to know that you are not alone and help is here. This is your season and it's time for you to get up, get dressed, and show up. The good news is you do not have to do it alone. Like you, R.J. Jackson knows what it's like to have been knocked down over and over again. And R.J. believes that life is not about how many times we get knocked down, but how many times we get back up. Reach out to R.J. today at 1-877-235-0307, extension 909. She is waiting to encourage your heart and help lift you up. Well, what can we say? Another day here at the table on Conversations on Courage, where we absolutely, positively kept our promise to you. Not only did we provide you with inspiration that causes transformation, but we provided you with success strategies for healthy and hold relationships. Hopefully you took some notes, but if not, no worries. Just catch us on the replay. We'll be here just for you. I'm RJ Jackson, the Courage Giver. It's been a pleasure to be your host and introduce you to our featured guest today. In the meantime and in between time, yeah, I'm not going to quit my day job. Don't you worry, because my day job is inspiring you to take a risk with confidence so that you, my friend, can live life on the other side of fear. 
while it is my pleasure to inspire you and encourage your heart here on Conversations on Courage, it is my passion and my purpose to connect with you as an international speaker to remind you that there's greatness inside of you. If you're looking for an authentic, down-to-earth speaker who speaks not only from the heart, but shares her stories for God's glory and tells about the journey that she's taking, she's on, and that she's preparing for, hey, give me a call. Let's talk. It'd be my pleasure to see how I may serve you. In the meantime, in between time, as I like to say, keep up your courage, take a risk with confidence, and stay blessed indeed. We'll be here again next week, same time, same purpose. And you, my friend, (laughs) well, you're the reason why. So we hope to see you then. In the meantime, don't forget to follow me online. You can catch me on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Anchor, and all social media platforms at The Courage Giver. You can visit my website at thecouragegiver.com. That's thecouragegiver.com. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for Conversations on Courage. Now that you've been inspired, informed, and encouraged, it's time for you to take action. So head on over to thecouragegiver.com. That's thecouragegiver.com. And connect with RJ for a personal